0: Yutunding to Relationship Factor, where we have authentic conversations about sex and relationships, moving you from problem to solution, from functional to exceptional relationships. I'm your host, Kingsley Moyo, a relationship and sex therapist. In this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Jolie Hamilton. Dr. Jolie is a ASEC certified sex educator. She's a research psychologist, best-selling author, and the TEDx speaker in this conversation today we're talking about that powerful emotion that multi-layered emotion that complex emotion called jealousy how do we navigate jealousy in the relationship how do we use it to actually enhance the relationship or how do we just deal with jealousy in a way that's healthy and productive in a relationship join me in this conversation in any, and I would dare say in every relationship that exists, be it with your neighbor, be with your mom, or be with your friend. And in our context, in that intimate relationship, there is an amount of jealousy that exists. I mean, jealousy has to do with emotions and emotions can be an information system. And the question comes around with the information that we receive from the emotions that are packed with jealousy—that in itself is the loaded conversation we're going to be having today. Dr. Jolie, talk to me. Where do we even begin? So what, let's set some terms. here. What is jealousy?
1: Yeah, can let's we even define, define it? our terms? We absolutely can. Let's
0: do that. Okay. Let's do that.
1: Jealousy. Jealousy is a fear-based relation, uh, a fear-based emotion for most people, right? But jealousy is very specifically about the real or imagined interruption of your connection to your love bond, your, your other, your, and now this (laughs) jealousy is different from envy. Envy exists and it's, it has a lot of similarities, but it's different from envy because jealousy is a protective emotion Designed to keep that love bond, right? Which means it's waiting. It pops up when there's an interruption to the love bond. So there's three involved. There's always this triangular shape. Envy is a little different because envy is about wanting to be like or have the thing that someone else has. There's no third involved, right? So one of the first things I like to do is clear that out because jealousy and envy, I have found, can be worked with with similar tools, but they are distinct experiences. And it's important to notice that because jealousy is such a loaded emotion. It's not a simple emotion. It's not like anger or joy. It's Jealousy is a complex emotion. Um, We can describe it by saying, like, we need to pull it apart, look inside and see what emotions it is made of. It's gonna be made of things like anger, sadness, grief, fear, we can't separate it from fear. There, the fear is there because it's about this imagined or real interruption, right So there's a fear. Researchers researchers can spot jealousy as early as six months old. It's, it has six a months purpose. old right right wow. So jealousy has a purpose. It's designed to connect us to our love object in those very primitive early you know little experiences little of emotion brains. we have, right yeah.
0: now, Tiny so little baby. You- so which means that jealousy is not all negative. There's a positive or yeah. are we, uh, is, there's, there's a positive kind of jealousy. If our brains as young as uh, six months old um, have a little bit of some jealousy, which means there is some a little bit this, of it that's positive.
1: This is super important to me and nobody has ever hit on it as soon as you, you just jumped to it. I study jealousy from the perspective that it is archetypal or it is a universal human emotion and therefore it it is neutral in and of itself but that we may experience it from a negative or a positive way in a negative or a positive way and it can certainly it can certainly evoke huge negative feelings but jealousy can't. It it serves a purpose. Um, it served a purpose to, you know, have us cry out when we felt like our our love object had disappeared, right. our 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 caregiver had disappeared, right? So it did serve that purpose. But also in my jealousy studies, I found that there are some people who actually enjoy playing with jealousy. They like that idea of
0: jealousy. That, that, that buildup.
1: Yeah, it's a big deal when we think about how many songs there are. Jealousy is the theme, right? How many rom coms? There's a jealousy theme. (laughs) There, we like that little edge of jealousy. Dr. Maya Angelou has that wonderful quote. She says, um, Jealousy is like salt in food, a little adds to the savor, but too much (laughs) spoils the dish. Jealousy is this tentative experience where if someone doesn't feel like their lover is at all jealous, they can almost feel abandoned. Like, uh, if you're not jealous at all, do you care?
0: So it's like a blank <laughs> slate, a blank canvas. You can paint anything you want And it. You mentioned something that's quite interesting there. You're saying that uh, sometimes a lover may feel that if their partner doesn't have jealousy, they may question whether they really love them or not. And that's actually true because some partners, as I sit down and talk to couples, um, they'll say, well, he doesn't care or she doesn't care or he or she doesn't pursue me. In other words, they want that, that pursuance to happen to show that they're, they're jealous if they don't call or if they... Mm-hmm. Is there a possibility that we tend to mix up these emotions, something that's jealousy and we call it something else? Absolutely. In the sense that, yeah, let's,
1: let's, let's okay. talk about that. Yes, and here's why. Shame also hides in jealousy. So if we're thinking about jealousy as a complex emotion, pop the hood, see what other emotions are in there. When we were a little kid and we don't want to share our toys, most of us are told, hey, knock it off. <laughs> share right, your toys. Right. Mm-hmm. When a sibling comes along, we have to share. There's and, and while that pro-social behavior has lots of advantages, we can also start to feel ashamed incidentally, our parents don't mean to shame us about not wanting to share. At least I don't think most of our parents want that, but we can tie jealousy and shame together. So now we have this confusing experience of both wanting to feel our partner's jealousy while also feeling ashamed of feeling jealousy. It is super confusing. And then you have the cultural context. What does hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's
0: let's (laughs) tap into that a little bit more. So At a young age, jealousy is neutral. And along the way, in my family of origin, I start hearing uh, shame being mixed with jealousy. And I confuse that emotion. Why don't you play with your brother? You know, I love you. I play with the two of you. That's shame, but that's being snuck in there. And so as you grow up, that begins to define your relationships and you confuse the two, which means that you... We grew up having unhealthy relationships that started when we were two years old, three years old.
1: Right. So we get these patterns, right? Like they're just, they're just, we've just practiced it. And we don't often have an experience of our early childhood where there's a lot of processing of the the metacognition Mm. of, (laughs) of our emotions, right? And obviously that wouldn't even be appropriate to like try to piece out every bit of this with a child. I have seven children. It's not, it. We, we're developmentally appropriate with them, which means sometimes they're getting shame and jealousy, something like that tied together. And we as parents, I as a parent don't even see that. So you're modeling
0: the wrong thing because emotions, for kids, we model them and you don't realize it. And
1: then we teach kids to hide shame. I mean, that's like it's very nature. Shame hides. Mm -hmm. And so if we tie jealousy and shame together too tightly, now we may have trouble admitting that we feel jealous at all. Or we may just lie to ourselves completely and say, I don't feel jealous, ever. Like some people just disown it completely. Now, some people may genuinely have a low jealousy threshold. They just don't have a lot of it. It's not a big emotion for them. But some people will just deny it and deny it and deny it and deny it.
0: So, what happens then in the relationship is that when somebody is told that you're jealous, they get defensive. Yeah. And then it becomes a conflict issue.
1: They see that as a threat, like as you telling them they're bad. So, You have to actually, how many of us have really had a conversation with our lover about how we value jealousy, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Do we even talk about jealousy? Do we even a talk of... about it? Right. <laughs> when we bring it up, it's a negative thing. Somebody is being blamed or right. and somebody's getting defensive. It's not a and, conversation.
1: And usually jealousy comes up when things are already like the, the pot's already boiling. Like right. people are already frustrated about something. Something has happened. It's not usually brought up in a neutral circumstance. Like let's just have an academic discussion about jealousy. But I would actually <laughs> encourage it. Talk about jealousy Jealousy is completely normal. You said, is it neutral? Yeah, it's normal. It's neutral. It serves a purpose. But it is also like the only emotion that we still excuse violence over. We hear people Mm. say like, well, you know, she was doing this and so he. Wait, what?
0: Right. He was
1: doing this and so she. We still, because it taps into this essential nature, this this deep-rooted early, early, early infancy experience of survival. Many of us don't really interrogate our experience of jealousy and don't say, wait, what purpose did jealousy serve then? What purpose does it serve now? And how do I want to work with jealousy? Because I I work with jealousy. I teach people how to, how to come into relationship with their jealousy so it stops controlling them.
0: So we have several layers. So we have the layer that I'm a human being, yeah. I have this emotion of jealousy. Mm-hmm. And then there's a family of origin, like my mom, whoever it is who modeled emotions for me. then you got the culture. Yes. The culture piece. And you've
1: got <laughs> you've got multiple, you have to think about like multiple layers of culture, right. So if we were going to talk about like those those concentric circles of community, you're going to have your family of origin and then you're going to have your extended family, your school family, your religious family, you're going to have your and then you're going to have your broader culture. You're you're going to have the impact of all of those things trying to be <laughs> wrestled with by a little 4-year-old brain <laughs> and then a 14-year-old brain and then a 24-year-old brain and you know think about all these times when jealousy comes up When you're a child when you're a teenager when you're in your first adult relationships jealousy i describe it as archetypal because something that is archetypal is both completely typical normal average mundane every day and simultaneously utterly overwhelming it can sweep you right off your feet that's jealousy
0: so then in in processing jealousy the way we're doing if there is a breakup or infidelity or when some, when there's a, any form of betrayal, financial and all that stuff, yep. there's a possibility that one of the emotions that is at play is jealousy. Yes. Because and jealousy is about triangulation.
1: Right. Exactly. And so if someone is experiencing infidelity in, in any way, in, in any sort of way, because infidelity is about the, the experience of feeling abandonment, right? whether no matter what kind of abandonment that is and it's not even this is the thing about jealousy it doesn't have to be objectively real
0: mm, jealousy is so real powerful, imagined
1: we imagine it and still our relationship stuff can get just as out of whack right how many times have people imagined that their partner is messing around mm-hmm. and they grew up a whole story when maybe he just like Handed her a drink at a party and then walked away and it was just like he was just the closest one to the punch bowl. And then a whole story brews up. And now you have to think about how does your story that started with you as an infant, held by the family, held by the culture, what meaning do you place on jealousy? What role does it have in your story of how love is supposed to be? Because that right there is where you're probably going to experience conflict around jealousy. Because if jealousy is inherently, anytime it comes up, it, a lot of times people go right to, I've been disrespected. I feel jealous. <laughs> I, start, I, I throw the big disrespected word in. And now I'm pointing the finger out at you and I'm saying, you, change this thing. Change this behavior, this thought, this action. Change this so I feel differently.
0: So you don't get to process what's inside.
1: Right. We don't even sit with it usually. It usually is very, very quick moving experience. And when we when we point that finger outward, now whether the behavior is real or imagined, as soon as we ask someone else to change, we lose the chance to really f- process, experience, understand what jealousy is. And like I said, it's this big tangle of emotions. So we may get trapped where we don't even know that we're feeling sadness or grief or anticipatory grief, Mm. um, fear that we'll be abandoned or fear that we're not enough? What's coming up? Is this an insecurity thing? Am I feeling like I'm not the hot girl anymore and so Mm. that's why this is being interrupted? What is coming up? But in there is so much information that if you brought it to light, when you bring jealousy to light, You have the opportunity to now actually work with your partner on what you actually need and want. If you could imagine unpacking that and saying, okay, I feel jealous. What's going on in there?
0: What's happening in there? What's
1: happening? And And you begin to sit
0: with it and process it.
1: Right. And, And remember that your feeling is yours. Your partner did not cause it. The feeling is yours. Your partner may have taken an action. They may have even taken an in, a, a really hurtful action.
0: That, that, but the feeling true. is yours. It's interesting because uh, no one was put on earth to be responsible for your emotions. Right? We are each responsible for our own emotions. And right. one of those emotions that we are each responsible for is jealousy. Right. So if I'm feeling it, and I point out, I lose an opportunity to actually grow, which right. means the relationship also lose an opportunity to grow. And I'm actually even thinking about guilt because yes. guilt is another layer that's put in there. So there's mm-hmm. shame, there's guilt, there's another, that's another layer that Absolutely. gets worked into that portion of it.
1: And now we can have people who, um, who've experienced infidelity and say they've been told, okay, the only way out of this is to come totally clean, you have to do a, like a full disclosure of everything that happened. And that's the only way to move forward. That may not actually serve the purpose for everyone. That's That can be a beast that's never filled, right? Like it just starts becoming, I need more and more information and it'll never be right. enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and, and, and it can actually induce this huge guilt on the part of the other party. And we have to ask ourselves, what's the goal? And there, I don't think there's a single way to work with jealousy. There are actually many tools, many ways we can work with it. But what's the goal? If my goal is to grow my relationship, to level up, utilizing this awful experience, this feeling I don't want to have, if I want to grow from it, then what, what purpose are each of my actions? What, like, what am I asking of my partner? If I'm asking them, for instance, not to have a feeling...
0: I have to, that, yeah. I, gotta, like, I question that. myself, rethink, rethink
1: that. that. Or am I asking my partner to take an action? And if so, if I'm asking them to change a behavior, am I taking responsibility for my own self? Because if all I'm asking for is uh, is my partner to like, okay, don't have any communication with people of, of a specific gender. Okay, wait, what's happening now? Like how are they supposed to work and live <laughs> oh, yeah, and, have and function, be in the world? Yeah. It's And a lot of times what I find is people are doing that so that they don't have to deal with the emotion. And it's a Band-Aid. The emotion is still going to come up. They're going to get in an Uber and be with somebody. And you're still (laughs) going to have this feeling to deal with.
0: So it's also true that there is a person who is experiencing the jealousy. You need to process it, understand where it's really coming from ask yourself the questions, what do you really need? Because jealousy has multiple layers. Are you feeling shame? Are you feeling guilt? Are you feeling anger? Are you feeling fear? What exactly is happening? So those are some of the things that you're processing in your head so that when you go and communicate, you're not saying, hey, don't go and do this. You're saying, I am feeling fear. And right. that's where the conversation can start. Say, you know what, um, why are you afraid? And then you right. build on from there. So that's the one side of thing, And the other flip side As the person who is seeing somebody who's jealous. Right. Now, how do they process that? Because more often it's more like, stop being jealous.
1: Right. Just stop. I'm shaming
0: you. I'm guilting you. And it's like I'm compounding whatever's happening in you. And I'm gonna be like, I'm not jealous. Why are you even doing that? And then it's
1: defensiveness now. Yeah and we're trapped. So if we whenever we accuse someone of being jealous, I find that the 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 clue here is always gonna be the word just. If somebody says, I'm just jealous, I'm like, I want to, I want to tag into there's that. There's another layer there. Let's let's, let's, there.
0: let's work in there.
1: And if somebody accuses someone else, you're just jealous. I also want to dig in there. Just. It's a very reductionist. Where It's like we take jealousy and we want to use it as a fire blanket. We just want to like quell all those emotions, right? And when we, when we throw that blanket over the jealousy, I, I mean, over all those emotions, that is actually the relationship. We are, we are. Stopping on, all the related. Hold on,
0: hold on, Jolie. Yeah, I want you to restart from the time when we throw a blanket because it made the sound. I'm, I can't edit that piece out. So no problem. Just, yeah, just start when we throw over sure. that blanket, and we'll just keep flowing.
1: So we take this this fire blanket, and then we just like throw it over all of the other emotions. We take jealousy and use it as an excuse. We toss it over all the other emotions. We cover them all up. And we reduce them to this one thing that we think is a little thing that we can throw out, right? Jealousy is not worth anything. It has no purpose. That's true. Throw it away.
0: Just get rid of it.
1: Just get rid of it. Here's why are you jealous anyway? Why are you jealous? Right. But in that, we actually lose the opportunity to relate to our partner. That's that right there. That was the opportunity to dive deeper into the experience and get more specific, more precise. I don't. I don't I don't know what I'm feeling. Okay. Let's sit, let's stay with the emotion and and try to follow it, see what it has to teach us. I tell people the first thing to do is to go to the body and find out when you say there's jealousy in the room, there's something going on, find out what does jealousy feel like for you? Like mm-hmm. for me, I feel this little lightning bolt feeling kind of behind my ears and it kind of travels down. I'm like, ugh. And then I get this heated feeling in my sternum. So I now know, after years of watching for this, because I studied jealousy the hard way by living it, (laughs) I know what jealousy feels like in my body. And so that is my first opportunity to go to my partner and say, so I'm having sensations that tell me that I'm feeling jealous. Now, he's never given me any reason to actually believe that there's a problem
0: Right. Right? So real or imagined, it's still, we got to work it.
1: We got to work it, right? And so this gives me the opportunity now to think about what I need. Like you said, what do I actually need? What is it that I desire? So now I need to pull that blanket of jealousy off. Look at those emotions and say, okay, if I'm feeling fear, What am I feeling fear of? Am I feeling fear of abandonment or am I feeling fear like insecurity? Like I'm feeling like I'm not enough. Am I feeling fear that you're going to leave me and then come back to me and I'll lose face? Like I'll look like a fool. What's that? Right? Like, what today? is What's the happening? fear exactly?
0: It's interesting because you're mentioning the body sensation piece of it. When you start paying attention to your body, if you feel it in your stomach, in your shoulders, in your hands, you can actually start doing some self therapy. You can ask yourself the question when was the last time or any other times that I felt this sensation again? In my chest, like you can take a survey of all the experiences that you've had that have actually brought you to feel that same body sensation. And you might be surprised to see the dots connect when this happens, when this happens, Mm -hmm. which means there's a trend there. And if you're like me who likes working with attachment and attachment wounds, you go back to your childhood and find out when was the first time you actually felt that, then you know you've self-diagnosed yourself. I like the portion of sitting with the body sensations. They can tell you
1: a lot. They can tell you so much. And it is completely normal to feel jealousy. It was completely normal when you were a child. It serves a purpose. So if we turn to our body as a guide and, and it also just helps us ground too. Like, right, wait, wait, I'm here. And then we can remind ourselves that we actually, we can impact that sensation. We're having it, but it is not us. We can We can allow ourselves to sit with the feeling and separate our thinking about the feeling and our judgment of the feelings we're having. And that starts to unpack that shame. And once we've done that, Enough time to notice what is going on here. Do I have, do I have a tendency to feel that my partner's going to abandon me? Does that go back to my childhood? Was I left alone a lot? Was I? Mm-hmm. Most of us know our story. We know our big. It's our story. It's, it's our, our story. story. We
0: got to own it.
1: Right. So my partner and I have different attachment wounds, and so we both turn in different directions when jealousy comes up. And the thing that we have to do is remember that our gut move, it actually, it sends us apart from each other, and that's not helpful. Um, my gut move is to get angry. I protect the other, that way. The
0: other complex emotion in there. So yours yeah. is one. Okay. okay. And
1: he, his is to withdraw. So now we have an angry person and a withdrawing person. So I can either chase him with the, my the sewer anger. and the
0: withdrawer.
1: Right? Or I can get so angry that I explode. Now he has a reason to withdraw. Like there's so many ways for this to play out that are unhelpful. When if I simply name my jealousy and I say, I'm feeling jealous. And so I'm going to unpack that. And I'm going to keep in mind that I tend to feel angry when I get jealous. Now I've got tools for dealing with anger. I've been working with my anger since I was a little girl. I have tools for that. Most of us don't have a host of tools for dealing with jealousy, but we have started to deal with how do I deal with sadness? How do I deal with jeal- How do I deal with anger? How do I deal with shame? Even like if you've been doing any even self therapy, like start putting those tools in your toolbox. So, so, so if you me, pull it apart, you can u- use those.
0: Let me understand something here. So when you're dealing with jealousy, you're not necessarily dealing with jealousy. You're pulling the blanket and taking a look at the emotions mm-hmm. that are underneath. Yeah. So, if we approach it and say, I am dealing with jealousy as a thing that I'm dealing with, I will get nowhere. I need to understand what is under. Yeah. Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it shame? Yeah. Is it abandonment? What exactly? And that will allow me to deal with the real thing. Is that.
1: Yeah, because otherwise people leave jealousy in that clump. They leave it that way because then they can use it as an excuse for taking actions that they would not otherwise take. If you were angry with someone and you screamed at them and then ran out and then left the house, I think all of us in healthy relationships recognize that that would be poor behavior on our parts.
0: Right, right. But if
1: I said, I saw this thing on your phone, so I scream at you and now I leave the house, boy, we leave a lot of room for, I'm justified because that's jealousy. uh, Yeah,
0: you were the problem.
1: You were the problem. Now. The action may have actually violated your relationship agreement. We could agree on that. But what I do with it, how I respond to it, when I cover it up with jealousy, now there's no room. Now I've actually taken, now we've got a negative plus a negative and it's not going anywhere. We're not building our relating. And now we're also too probably in our child self. You know, we've now gone to our adaptive child and we're a mess. (laughs) Nobody needs that. It's not helpful.
0: (laughs) So the complex emotion um, of jealousy can create complex relationships.
1: Very. And ones that are unexamined. That you, If jealousy is a prime mover in your relating, your relationship probably doesn't have a lot of space for you to have these other more mm, navigable emotions. Can you sit with sadness? Can you sit with compassion? For for your partner's sadness. Could you sit with your partner's fear? Maybe you could. But if you call it jealousy, a lot of times it's just in this tension space. So I like to break it down to these other emotions. Start working with those. Use the tools we actually have. The ones, if I thought my partner was feeling afraid, I would have a very, very different reaction than if I heard him say, Ah. don't do this. That That doesn't evoke a desire to sit with his sadness and fear, even though those are the feelings he's got under there, sadness and fear.
0: When, when, you, when you think about the idea of, uh, of, 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 of jealousy, once we tag it as jealousy, we can't work with it. Yeah. Um, you, it, it, you have to be the one because um, I can't come into your world and be a part of the solution. Right. But if we tag it as fear... Okay, you are working with that emotion. I can come into your world and be a part of that equilibrium setting in the relationship. I am not the one who's doing the work. You are doing the work. I'm I'm a part of I'm part of the team that's doing the work. Right.
1: We can co-regulate. Right. We can we can use those those skills we've been working on.
0: Right. So a couple is has been dealing with jealousy a lot or maybe uh, one of them, one partner has been dealing with jealousy a lot and they've struggled mm-hmm. with jealousy a lot. And the relationship has taken turns whereby the other feels like, you know what, I'm stuck. Um, I don't really know where to start. Yeah. Uh, where do I begin? Um, where, where do they even start? If you were to lay a map, okay, this is where you begin and this is the next step you do how do you actually begin to take inventory of what's happening and come up with solutions in the relationship just to move you from problem to solution or functional to exceptional relationship? How do you work that with with, with some couple of steps there?
1: Well, it makes a difference how it's showing up because I find that when it's showing up from a fear-based spot, it's a different set of actions than if it's showing up from an anger-based spot. So I look at the symptoms first.
0: So identify how it's showing up.
1: How it's showing up. Also, I want to check in right away. Who are we blaming for this? Like in in the particular relationship system that we're in, who's getting the blame? Is it the jealous? Is it the person who is experiencing the jealousy? Is it the person who is experiencing having jealousy pointed at them? Or have we now actually totally triangulated? We have picked this third person. This this uh, interrupter person, right? And we pushed it outside. Now we're blaming this third party. Now, now we have actually another whole problem. That's
0: a coping strategy to blame it on the external party.
1: I mean, we can't help other people's existing in the world. And so while it is excruciating to deal with the reality that a partner may have attraction, it can be really, really hard to deal with the fact that our partner has an attraction to someone out in the world. Pointing our, our anger, frustration, sadness at this third party. Oof, It's a lot. And if you've ever been the person in that situation, you know it. That's a lot of burden to carry when it's the couple, right? The couple that has the agreement. So. I like to just call attention to it and say, where are we placing the blame? Because if we unload all the blame for the feelings onto the third party, now we still, again, we haven't taken the chance to use this as a moment to connect to each other. Because we do have an opportunity when jealousy enters the room, we have an opportunity to say, wow, this is tapping into some really big core emotions for you. This is tapping into our relationship agreements. So I have people start to communicate their agreements out loud. A lot of times what has happened is they don't have an actual agreement. What they have is a set of assumptions. Mm -hmm.
0: And expectations.
1: Expectations. And so how do you actually have a relationship that is more than, how do you even have a relationship that's functional? If you don't know what the agreements are, I have interviewed so many people about jealousy. And when I asked them, so what are your rules then? How do you define your monogamy? How does it work for you? The number of people who answer that with crickets, just total like silence for 30 seconds. And they're like, well, you know, the rules. You should know. You should know. You just don't do that. You just don't. And I'm like, well, for my purposes, just explain to me because I don't know. So just explain to me. And now it starts to dawn on them. And now the glass is broken. And whoa. Oh, we never actually described in detail what the rules are. And so we are expecting the cultural container of monogamy to hold our relationship together instead of an explicit agreement. That is problematic at best. If you want to go to exceptional, you're going to have to get explicit.
0: Now- with all of this, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, so you got to identify where is it coming from? Is it a fear-based or is it anger or have we externalized it and blamed the other man or the other woman out there mm-hmm. in order to protect our relationship? Um, is it the one who is feeling it or is it the one who is being blamed for mm-hmm. it or who is blamed the other? There's another piece here. Where does mental health come in when you start... Oh. When you mix in jealousy, how, how do these m- merge, mesh? It's how do you work that?
1: This is intense. If people are struggling with their mental health, or let's say you're in a relationship with someone who's you know got a diagnosed condition, let's say you're in a relationship with someone who is um, how, even something simple like depression, mm-hmm. their emotional experience may be so exacerbated that even a small blip of jealousy can just reverberate through the whole relationship. And if you're dealing with someone who has narcissistic tendencies Mm -hmm. or who has a deep attachment wound that is manifesting as like profound social anxiety, things like that.
0: I'm thinking of anxiety, (laughs) especially when it comes to jealousy, it probably can be quite magnified.
1: Absolutely. And anxiety is another one of those things that it is easy for us to point outward and say I need these external circumstances to change Change. for me to feel different and I get it as an anxious person myself I get it and yet it's out of our control the only thing I can do is begin within I can turn I can turn to a higher power I can turn some of that over but I can't ask the world to change how it exists and expect my anxiety to be relieved. It's all that is, is asking for a longer, more more difficult experience. So I find that claiming the jealousy, actually actually owning it and saying, oh, I'm experiencing jealousy. This is going to be a process because some of my anxiety is rooted in jealousy. Sure. Because anxiety is just fear's little cousin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's I was just thinking about that because anxiety tends to be, I feel anxious. I feel anxious. And sometimes I think we we misdiagnose ourselves. We right. think it's being anxious, and yet it's actually jealousy with a specific underlying emotion underneath there.
1: Right. So, because fear has, fear is actually, fear and anxiety are related. There's a great book called The Monarchy of Fear. I love that book. Wonderful. Um, they're related. Fear, though, has a very real, cause. Anxiety specifically doesn't. It's diffused. It, it doesn't have a, a thing we can go change. If I am afraid of a lion attacking me and I remove myself from standing next to the lion cage at the zoo, my fear probably dissipates. But if I'm anxious about bees existing in the world because I am allergic to them, well, bees are going to exist in the world. And it's very diffused. It's very like, okay, I'm going to have to manage this anxiety from within, because if we eradicate it, bees, humans are going to have a problem.
0: Then the yeah.
1: <laughs> so I like to think about when I'm dealing with anxiety, what can I do inside? What can I do with my somatic experience in order to come into a, a sensation of being safe inside? Wow rather than trying to control the outside world. And I say that as a person who really wishes and really thought when she was a child she could control the whole world. Mm. I can't.
0: Dang mm. it. <laughs> it's, it. It it also brings to, because when we talk about complex emotions, uh, we can identify um, several complex emotion. I think it's worthwhile to note that in those complex emotions, there are primary emotions and secondary emotions. So you may go a little bit lower Mm -hmm. and you may identify uh, the, the, the secondary emotion, uh, which may be, I don't know, uh, um, feeling shame. Yeah. Um, But then what's really happening Is there another primary underlying emotion? So there may be several layers. So jealousy may be the top layer. And then there's a secondary emotion that you use to cope. Maybe it's anger. You you, you lash out in anger. But underneath that layer of anger, there is shame.
1: Yeah. And under that shame, self-worth.
0: So there's layers of things that you may need to go through. So it may not be enough to say, okay, I'm feeling jealousy. Where is this jealousy coming from? Okay, there's anger. Okay, what's happening with this anger? You may need to go a little bit low because anger is an easy emotion too. Right.
1: I, I usually tell people like if if you go to anger, okay, so go out, go for a run or go hit a punching bag, go like move the anger a little because something's going to be under it. It's not just that. And almost always jealousy has a seed way down buried, way down deep has something to do with an insecurity or self worth issue. And so that's
0: where you need to go.
1: I want. I never want to see somebody say they've solved their jealousy, unless <laughs> because I don't. I actually <laughs> Wait, don't believe, we can't solve it. <laughs> I don't believe in curing it or killing it because it's it's the blend it's canvas, and it's and and so if we try to shove it down, it'll just pop up and hit us from another direction. Instead, I want to learn how to work with it. And so if I did, if I go down layer by layer, and I actually deal with my self-worth issues. Maybe that's by putting into place a self-love routine. Maybe that's by putting into place um, a therapist that can help me work specifically on that. Maybe that's by turning to a spirituality that can support me in feeling my own divinity, my own spark, right? Like whatever it is that I need to do to shore up my fear that I am not worthy of love, Then we can deal with all the behaviors, (laughs) because there may be very real behaviors that need to be dealt with in the external world. What are your agreements? So there's these two parts. There's the internal piece that that's your work to do. And I have people come to me all the time. They're like, my partner's not interested in therapy. I'm like, well, I do coaching, and we walk through a process of you dealing with your side of the jealousy, but your partner and you may need to come to a new set of agreements that are explicit, that are new that actually allow you to say here's where the boundaries here is my boundary this is mine rather than saying i'm going to control you you have to stop doing all of these things you can't have this you have to do this and that
0: never goes because it
1: never goes well and it just leads to more lying and hiding
0: defensiveness
1: right so instead of that we start learning how to set firm flexible boundaries that are about claiming the space and what we will allow into our space and that may take seeking out a couple's counselor so that you can actually renegotiate how power is shared in your relationship.
0: So there is a place where we may need to recognize that you know what, we can't handle jealousy on our own. Absolutely. Let's find somebody. Or I can I can't handle jealousy on my own because beneath that layer there might be anger. Okay. Beneath that anger layer and some people have experience emotional abuse physical abuse or sexual abuse and that's where maybe all of those layers Mm -hmm. above and so with that sexual abuse maybe there is shame or disgust with oneself and self-worth so there's multiple layers so you have to understand where you are identify what's causing it first is it what's happening here before you actually start trying to fix the other person it's interesting because in relationship couples are experts at trying to fix each other. We are fixers. Totally.
1: We're fixers. We love We're to fix each other. And that doesn't And we all know well. exactly what our partner should change. It,
0: yep.
1: <laughs> it's, 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 it's shocking. We're such experts. And me too. I totally <laughs> Everyone do. Everyone fi- I'm a
0: fixer too. And it's yep. interesting because in our however long you've been, I've been married for almost nine years now. And however long I've been a fixer, I've never once fixed it. I've never once fixed anything. I keep trying to fix it still.
1: (laughs) It's a paradox. It is. It really is. you know, Jealousy is such a mess that most people will need. Some sort of external support, whether that is something to read or a podcast like this to listen to, to just get a new framework or to find a therapist who really can help you hold that container. But there is one other thing I don't want to leave without having said because people don't know about this, there is a word for the opposite of jealousy. Do you know what it is?
0: No, I've I've never really even thought about that.
1: Right, okay. So I gave a TEDx on on this particular word because in the ethically non-monogamous community and like the polyamory world, Mm -hmm. um, a word was made for the opposite of jealousy. Because obviously these people, these folks just invite jealousy in right through the front door, right? So Mm -hmm. they need some place to aim, right? A, A goal state. It's so much easier to be happy if you know what sad is and sad, if you know what happy is. So the opposite of jealousy is compersion. C-O-M-P-E-R-S-I-O-N. Compersion. That, that's
0: a new word for me.
1: Right. It's not even in the dictionary yet. I'm hopeful that in the next few years, we'll get, it'll get there. What it means is joy for another person's joy. I,
0: <laughs> this <laughs> Now state, that's loaded.
1: <laughs> it's loaded, right? So I, I, this is how I frame this for jealousy. I say, there's my partner. We're at a party. I see him across the room. He is delightfully engaged in a conversation with someone who I think is probably pretty attractive to him. And I watch. And I trust him. We have a relationship built on trust, explicit agreements, and boundaries. And I watch him. And if I can foster a sense of compersion Of joy for the fact that he's just talking animatedly about something. He's probably talking about physics or something super boring that I didn't care about. (laughs) (laughs) He's talking and he's excited. And if I foster that joy for his joy, it helps me move away from staying just in my jealousy. Jealousy has popped up and now I just invite compersion in to stand next to it and be like, okay, I can later have a discussion with him about whether that jealousy was overwhelming for me and what I want to do about it not how I want him to change, because all he was doing was having a conversation. He's allowed to have conversations in the world. Right. I can own my emotion. But just in the meantime, compersion allows me to be in the space of joyfulness rather than just in this jealousy where I go down, 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 and I start thinking I'm worth nothing and he's evil.
0: <laughs> compersion also cultivate cultivates some positivity. Yes. Because if you don't have that compersion, you are sinking deep into building castles in your head. Okay. So yes. when she smiled and when he touched his shoulder, yeah. Uh, what did that mean?
1: What well, does it mean?
0: He pulled out his phone with the exchanging numbers. Um, are they gonna be calling each other? And you start creating all these scenarios in your head and you sink deep in and yep. you know what happens afterwards. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm fine. That drive home are you okay? Is no good. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine I'm
1: fine. <laughs> Anything <I'm> fine.
0: wrong <laughs> I mean, that and that's generally how it would work out. And then later on, after sinking deep into that next layer of the complex emotion anger, and then sinking deeper into that shame, which was cultivated really by betrayal, by your previous relationship, now you're no longer existing in the current relationship. you're in the right. past relationship, which is informing you how you behave and that becomes a mess.
1: exactly. Exactly. So this is, this is a manageable situation that most of us are trying to manage without any tools. We're just, we're just standing there trying to dig holes with our hands. It's just, it's no good. There are things to do about jealousy. And that's, that's my message for people. I want people to know that there are ways to work with jealousy.
0: All right, Dr. Jolie, I know we can go on and on about this topic. Um, it's loaded. Um, it really Learned is. the new word compassion. Um, I know you up to some stuff. Um, this is not the first time I'm having you on Relationship Factor podcast. What are you up to, Dr. Jolie? What's happening in your life? What's going on?
1: I've got a couple things going. One, I'm running a new study on jealousy um, as it exists in monogamous folks, um, and I'm really excited to see the data come in about that. Um, But I'm also building out um, a course to help people deal with jealousy in productive ways. Um, That's not out yet, but if people are interested, they can find me at JolieHamilton.com, J-O-L-I, Hamilton, like the musical. And um, you can hop on my email list and I'll let you know as soon as it's ready.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Jolie. Um, find her. She's all over on Instagram, webpage. As always, if you like this episode, why don't you go ahead and share it with another millennial, Gen X? They might like this. Gen Z. Everybody can 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 get something about jealousy. And as always, if you need more information, why don't you go ahead and go to relationshipfactor.org and check out the resources, follow the podcast. Another episode of Relationship Factor. It's a wrap. Thanks, Jolie. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone.